I'm Sunny D. I'm Captain J. And, and we're, we're the, the Pot Smoking Moms. Moms. A weekly show about cannabis legalization and parenting. Spark up with us while we chat with industry insiders, scientists, doctors, cannabis cultivators, and other pot smoking parents just, just like, like us. us. New episodes every Wednesday. But in the meantime, Welcome to the Pot Smoking Moms Podcast. I am your favorite podcast host, <laughs> Sunny D, along with your second favorite podcast host. Well, it's a tie. It's a tie. My no, homegirl, Captain. The fa- favorite. No, we're equal amounts because people get uh, people get annoyed from me. So, like, you're like the like the timeout. Like, you know, I can let me get away from that other girl, <laughs> Captain J. In his house. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, man, if you're here ready to smoke one with us, I hope you've rated, subscribed, and shared all of our content. Uh, chances are we're friends also. Uh, if not, hit us up on our social media. Potsmokingmoms.com is our website. Go there. Everything's there, including tickets, events, all kinds of shit. Potsmokingmoms.com. We got something on deck for smokage. What's for coming? Smokage. For smokage. <laughs> Been watching Goof Are Troop. Are you Polly Shore? Yeah, I am. I love Polly Shore. <laughs> There's a special place in all of the millennials' hearts for Polly Shore. Yeah, you want to do the weasel thing? Weasel. <laughs> what do you got on deck? I have Mandarin Dream, and I'm trying croquetas. Oh, like, uh, croqueta OG. Croqueta OG. Cheers. Cheers. I always love the taste of Mandarin Dream. I love the taste of croquetas. That was pretty good, though. Of oh, real croquetas? Yeah, Not real the- croquetas. But this, but this was pretty tasty. All right. Yummy, yummy. So we have Peasy on today's show. Yes, from To Be Blunt. We were on his podcast. That the was really fun. The only podcast we've ever been on. I know. Is it really? Yeah, I think it is the only podcast we've ever been on. Yeah. It was super, super fun. If you haven't checked him out, he goes live on YouTube. It's a different dynamic. Thursday nights. But he's full of energy. He's always a fun time. We'll be talking to him later on in the show. Hope you check it out. We got an event we've been talking about nonstop. April 30th at St. Pete. The Center is having their St. Pete Beach second annual 420 festival at Haran Park. I'm excited about that. We need to make sure we have everything we need for that. Yeah. Our faces. (laughs) Pretty much. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. That's going to be a fun time. We hope you can uh, meet us out there. And also... Not only meet us out there, but uh, meet us out at Hemp Mansion. That's in Brandon, Florida. We're going to have a nice dinner party out there, 6 p.m. It's almost sold out. Yeah, we're up to 21. We didn't want to sell more than 30. Yeah, so... so um, nine tickets left. 
Yeah, buy them. <laughs> we had a page as of this moment as we're recording. <coughs> By the time this airs, who knows where it will be at? I know. So hopefully, hopefully you got those. <laughs> uh, we had a Zoom sesh last night with our patrons. Oh my god! And I that had got out of hand. So <laughs> much fun. We were cracking up so hard, so hard, yeah. like tears and eyes, laughter. My husband afterwards was like, "What was going?" On I know. My there? husband was like, "You are too loud, <laughs> too loud." And I was talking like, oh about dick shaped soap. I know we're talking about dick shaped soap, chicken periods. Yeah, it was a fun time. <laughs> one of the one of our other friends was like, "Did you guys come up with uh, the your next meeting date?" And we're like, "No, we just talked about uh, dick soap," <laughs> which is a thing. In case you don't know. You know, I always love finding like niches because, right, you don't know, you only know what you're into. Yeah. But when you find that someone else is successful doing something very specific that you would have never thought of, like dicks or like, like, well, it's like, yeah, it's It's just like soap in the shape of dicks and vaginas and vaginas, private parts, (coughs) genitalia, sexual soap on Etsy. If you guys are interested, apparently he's a neighbor of mine now. Well, he's been a neighbor. We just recently found out that this is what he does. And apparently he's successful and we're very happy about it. (laughs) Uh, But again, dick shaped soap was never a thing I thought I'd look up. Uh, But we're glad we did. And we had a fun time talking about that last night. We talked about all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, we talked about all kinds of fun stuff. (coughs) So if you want to join our patron Zoom sesh, become a patron. Yeah, for sure. We got all kinds of stuff. You could see video of the podcast now on the patron see video and all kinds of stuff. Vacations, dinners, events. So we had some good news. This Some awesome news. Was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? Katanji Brown Jackson confirmed to the Supreme Court. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw it the day after because um, I was busy. I think it occurred on Thursday, I think, if I remember. But I, I was seeing footage after, and I, I literally cried because I was like, oh, my God. Because I've been so <laughs> discouraged lately of the headlines I've been seeing of this uh, child marriage law, which now, apparently, now they changed it, and it's going to be 18. But it was going to be, like, no limit or, or very low age. And then the whole Oklahoma ban- banning abortion and all these things happening, and you're it's just so discouraging and then yeah. you see a little hope by finally something like this I happening. Know. Even though her confirmation hearing or whatever that was is kind of a shit show with all the bullshit questions yeah. she was given. A lot of bullshit. Someone asked her, well, what's the meaning of a woman? Like, how do you even go in? That is like so. How can you even do that? How can you even describe or go, go into the definition of what a woman is? Because what do you expect? What would you expect her to say? But anyways. At least after all that madness, something great was. I mean, and the Cory Booker thing, when he started talking to her, that was very emotional, too. Mm-hmm, I mean, that was mm-hmm. amazing. But uh, that's great news. Yes, great news. Yeah. You not, don't have so Oh, my news. God, not great news. Yesterday was pretty. We had a great patron Zoom sesh, but leading up to it was pretty fucking intense. So my kid, my kid, the other, like, uh, last week had, an, uh, like, she fell in the tub. They're playing, you know, in the tub. She fell, hit, bumped her chin. She was bleeding, but I got it under control. I looked at it. It was pretty bad, but it wasn't, like, emergency bad. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Fast forward to a week later. This was yesterday. What is yeah? Was yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, she's like playing in the in a rocking chair, but the opposite way. She falls back or forward, mm-hmm. essentially back of the chair, forward of her face. Yeah. Uh, and she smashed her chin, blasted it open. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, I was freaking out, but I noticed that uh, I, you know, my level of freak out would determine essentially theirs. So I was trying to be cool, uh, even though I was crazy nervous. It was a lot of blood. It well, yeah. I mean, there was blood on the floor. I got blood on my face. There was blood on my shirt, and she had blood. And you know, there was blood, but I controlled it. Like I immediately grabbed the towel. Like I used to draw blood, so um, I'm I'm like, it's like I don't like gore and stuff, but like I can deal with like blood and shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, literally, blood and shit. You know, especially <laughs> with, like your kids. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. like your kids' boogers you no and you you like whatever. Yeah. And I've dealt with blood, so that's cool. So I know how to stop it. So I immediately got a towel, put it up against her chin, held it. I was trying to chill out for a second, figure out what the fuck I'm going to do, you know. And then, like, I kind of, I got it under control, but I wanted to see what the damage was. So I pulled the towel back, and I was like, oh, my God. But I didn't want to be like, oh, my God, because I didn't want to freak them out. So I put the towel back. Uh, I called... You know, nine one one, and I was like, "Yo, uh, yeah," I, you know, nervously. But I was like, "I have to because I want them to see it, and if it's a big emergency, then we take her. If we can get it under control, then I'll whatever, figure it, figure it out." So they they were coming, and then I realized, "Oh my god, my house smells like weed." So um, we have can- uh, got uh, we got a bunch of cannabalish now. Uh, so I got some, and I started spraying it everywhere. Um, kind of freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, like I didn't think of it when I was calling them because yeah. my, my first thing was like, let me make get, sure she's safe, make That's sure it. she's safe and just make sure we got some plan going so we could figure it out. Uh, so then I kind of freak out a little bit because I'm like, man, I don't want that to be a, f- I don't want that to come up. I don't want them to think that this was a mistake or something that I did because I was like, nah, you know, or whatever, you know, yeah. the stigma still exists. Yeah. Uh, so three of them came and they were looking at it, you know, it was like, whatever. It was very, uh, it was a lot. It was very, uh, overwhelming. So, but we, you know, kept it cool. Talked to them. They were looking at it and they're like, she's going to need stitches. Uh, but do you want us to take her? And I'm like, I'm not going to pay. I, it's three minutes. I could take her. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're like, you know, you can take her. I'm like, okay, cool. Then I'll take her. So, uh, so then that guy's like, oh, my sergeant is coming. Write this information down. And I'm kind of like, oh, uh-uh. so what does that mean? <laughs> Three more people get there. But whatever. It's cool. Like, I just want to make sure everything is good and I want to take care of it and like, whatever. So they come in, they do their thing. When they come in, I realize I have my Mary Jane is my homegirl T-shirt on. So like another surge of nervousness comes over me where I'm like, oh, oh, I hope they God. don't fucking like read it and think like, oh, or like or maybe they called this guy because the sergeant. I don't know. Maybe it's protocol because he has to check up on stuff at certain days, whatever. But that whole thing, you know how when you were in a car accident after going to the dispensary and the first thing you think is like, oh, shit, what if, what if this is like gonna be part of the thing now yeah because i had 
even though we're legal patients, you know, we're legal patients. We still, and you know, in <laughs> retrospect, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I have my card. Like what, what, what can they do? This happens. It's not like this isn't something that's random, but anyways, um, yeah. And then I just took her to the emergency room and, you know, dealt with that. But she's doing good. As soon as we got home, she was trying to get injured again. You know, running around. She didn't learn anything. She's kind of callous. You probably should have just gone straight to the emergency room. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I was lucky. I was lucky to get uh, my neighbor, like for to take care of my older kid while I went over there. But I took her over there, and then you know, she got her stitches and. She all good now. Back to yeah, her. I know. Back to her. Ways. Listen, she honestly, she's a fucking champ because the only reason she was crying was because people, random people were up in her face. This She's kind of a pandemic baby, so she ha- doesn't left, hasn't left the house much. Plus, I'm all she knows. I leave the room for two seconds and it's a panic. Mm-hmm. And I know that might not be a great thing, but like... It is what it is. And and we'll cross the bridge when we have to. I feel like once she sees her sister in school and stuff, like, she'll detach, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that was a crazy fucking Friday. I know everybody, you had some stressful Friday. It was just work stuff. Yeah. Just and, you know, on Friday, you're ready for the weekend, and then you just get piles of shit at the very last minute. You're just yeah. like, ugh. Any other news on your end? No, I don't have any updates. Nothing happened in the last week really that exciting. I mean, this was not really. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. I know. It was really nuts. And then, yeah, it was not It was pretty wild. And then she was hulking out because it had to. It's on your. It's in a weird. Your chin. Look. Yeah. I ha, I got it. My. I busted my chin. And it's one of the. One of the paramedics that came at the end was like, I got one too. And we were like, yeah, I, it's like a kid thing. Like a lot of us have busted our chins. But like. You know, when they were when they were going in with the stitches, she started getting a surge of rage. And the nurse was like. <laughs> she's like she's she's pretty strong and i was like yeah you guys are taking too fucking long yeah i would be they put a little they wrapped her with like that a heavy blanket thing oh yeah but they wrapped her really fucking good and i felt so bad for her i felt terrible that had that being restrained like that must have sucked yeah did they give her and that's when she was crying they numbed it with a gel but she's a rough bitch, man. <laughs> I tell you what. Hey, we got a little, a little. News nuts, where we read the we need news to you. I think I never almost. say anything without stumbling. That was good. That was <laughs> All right, so this story actually came to us from one of our patrons who lives out in D.C. Which we thought was an interesting way they handle it out there. Yeah, um, their little loophole on how they gift marijuana, which ties into a a later story that we're going to read up after this. But this is D.C. Council Votes Against Closing Marijuana Gifting Loophole. This story um, was published on April 5th. 
In a narrow vote, the D.C. Council failed to approve emergency legislation that would lift the requirement of seeing a doctor before being able to purchase medical marijuana. The setback for patients and dispensary is good news for dozens of stores that are getting around the law by gifting marijuana with other purchases. Daryl Dawson doesn't sell marijuana at his store. Peace in the air on 18th Street Northwest in Adams Morgan, but lots of customers walk out with pot. His store is one of dozens of businesses in the district calling themselves Initiative 71 compliant. The initiative made it legal to possess and gift marijuana. If the legislation passed today, it would put hundreds, if not thousands, of people out of work, Dawson said. 60% of the people who are involved in the industry are either black or Hispanic, and so like the people of color have found a way to find social equity in this market, he said. Owners of medical marijuana dispensaries say that shops are illegal and hurting their business. We lost over 60% of our patient base for the legal dispense, for the legal dispensaries, said Linda Mercado Green, owner of Anacostia Organics. D.C. Council Chairman Phil Mendelson proposed the legis- legislation that would have created fines of 30000 for shops caught gifting marijuana to customers and allowed D.C. residents over 21 to purchase medical marijuana without seeing a doctor first and simply self-attesting to their medical need. To continue to simply turn a blind eye to the illegal market, the $500 million, $500 million market that is slowly but surely sinking the legal market, there's really no, not, not a justification for sanctioning legal illegal businesses, Mendelssohn said. Mendelssohn's legislation failed by a single vote. Several of those opposed said they understood the need for the legislation but want to hold public hearings first, as it should be. At the end of the day, I just I just can't get behind making what a drastic policy changes on an emergency basis, Council, Council Member Elisa Silverman said. This dramatically alters how cannabis will be bought and sold in the District of Columbia. The district has already made it legal for residents over 65 to self-attest to their medical need for marijuana. The council could revisit this in the future. There are several bills making their way through the council that could allow for recreational sales, but right now, a congressional budget writer written by Rep. Andy Harris prohibits the sale of recreational pot in D.C. So the way to get pot is through this loophole. And they were trying to close that loophole by making it easier for people to get medical pot instead because those are like more regularly reg- regulated and controlled and all that. Because what they gift in the shops, it's just a gift. So I don't think there's like any controls over that you know what i mean controls over what like testing meeting right yeah right yes and that's the thing when it comes to legacy market and but it's more of an open market so that that, right so you're able to different kind of different kinds you know i mean more affordable usually more affordable yeah it's listen not everybody can afford to you know Get stuff at dispensaries or even medical, you know, I mean, and the quality is just you. It's like this, like the same. It's like, you know, listen, this is something that I started thinking about recently where it's like, you know, uh, big cannabis, they got to remember where they came from. Mm -hmm. Okay, people have been out here doing this shit for a long time. 
risking their life and their legacy for for them not to for them to just come in here and what and then start discrediting people who are still trying to make it i mean it's yeah yeah so it's it's an interesting thing because like oh it sounds like a good idea being able to self-attest and be able to go get medical marijuana without having to go to a doctor right you don't have you skip that the sounds cost like great of that. yeah but then at the same time by passing that they're trying to close off the whole gifting thing so why do they why does one have to like why can't they do the whole do the medical marijuana thing without closing that loophole? Right, like keep it separate? Yeah. I mean because essentially one's trying to kill the 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 competition? Market. Yeah, because yeah. they want the the legal dis, legal dispensaries want all the business. I know it's a fight and the legal dispensaries have to pay a ton of money into testing and and having Taxes to and go fees. jump through the loop, the loopholes and because the there's a ton fees. of them. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, it's hard. It, 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 like, how do you even yeah. dissect that? Mm-hmm. The next story is similar 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 because we even talked to pz about a situation that's going down where he's which from is which is why this. i looked up this story yes. i was like i want to see where that's at what he spoke to us about right um and the most recent story i could find came out on march 15th and apparently it's saying bill banning cannabis gifting parties approved by key connecticut connecticut committee so Let's read it. Apparently, they approved banning it. So cannabis gifting parties and billboard advertising would be banned under legislation that was overwhelmingly approved Tuesday Tuesday by a key legislative panel. The General Law Committee, acting on reports of events including the weekly High Bazaar in Hamden, at which as many as 1,200 members of the public attended parties in an industrial park attended by dozens of vendors with cannabis flowers, and infused products now sends the bill to the House floor. Lawmakers who voted against the bill included State Senator Kathy Olsten, Sprague, and Senator John Kissel, Enfield, who warned that despite hearing testimony from the state's three-year-old hemp-growing industry, a revised form of the bill does not make it easier for those farmers to break into the full adult-use retail industry that the State Department of Consumer Protection is setting up later this year. If approved in the House and Senate and signed into law, the bill would tighten up a perceived loophole that state and local officials believe currently allows cannabis to be exchanged for cash donations at gifting parties. This is not gifting between mothers and daughters. <clears throat> And friends are what you might do in the privacy of your home, said Representative D. Agostino D. Hamden, co-chairman of the committee. These are organized gifting events that take place, really in a marketplace that are really just thinly veiling market conduct. State Representative Holly Cheeseman from East Lyme, a committee member who opposed legalizing adult use last year, said it's important to keep the original intent of full legalization and taxation. The bazaars were definitely an end run around that, she said. Cheeseman said the California research has indicated that highway billboards are very attractive to children in areas where marijuana is legal. 
youth use has increased seven to nine times, she said. Uh, I don't think those facts are true. She's, uh, I never thought it'd be a yes on a cannabis bill, but I'm a yes on this bill. The revised legislation, which would take effect July 1st, would remove criminal penalties for the events, but includes civil penalties and allow municipalities to regulate them. Another section, Diagostino told his colleagues, would make it easier for residents of neighborhoods impacted by the failed war on drugs to get into the state's legal cannabis industry. Following complaints during a recent public hearing from state rep Juan Candelaria, New Haven, who warned that out-of-state corporations are seeking control of upcoming retail industry. But Olsen was disappointed that Connecticut's hemp farmers seem to shut out of possibly transitioning to the adult retail business. After having a number of people come to us and say that we needed to do something to address the issue of hemp and hemp farmers, so in not considering this issue, we have put at jeopardy a burgeoning industry in... Burgeoning? Burgeoning industry in Connecticut, Austin said. One that started just before we went into COVID and has been pressured by a number of different things just relative to our whole economy. To not give them an opportunity to participate in this issue is somewhat disturbing in my opinion. Hemp does not contain the levels of active ingredients that create the so-called marijuana high if smoked or ingested. Historically, hemp has been used to make fibers, including heavy-duty heavy heavy rope duty. Austin said she hopes that the bill can continue to be revised as the General Assembly heads toward its May 4 adjournment. I found that we cannot just disregard a whole industry as we move this very important piece of legislation forward. Austin said criticizing the Department of Consumer Protection from not including the hemp farmers transitioning to the retail industry, while New York and Massachusetts have included their hemp growers. Kissel said... He would be glad to work with Austin on an amendment to allow hemp growers in the industry in north central Connecticut. We have a ton of land that used to be tobacco farms and was of the opinion that if we could switch over some of the acreage to hemp, that would be advantageous, he said. Yeah, duh. How did it turn into that, though? Right? Right? I was wondering that too. How yeah, do we go, from talking, we go about, from talking about um, the, the loophole? The loophole to hemp. To like hemp, hemp farmers. To hemp farmers. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I was like, wait, where is this going? <laughs> where is this article even leading us to? <laughs> I was like, what happened? I know. <laughs> okay, I was like, well, the jury's still out on that whole thing, but but Peasy had a very interesting. <laughs> what are you talking about? Why are you laughing so hard? I think that somehow it changed articles. Oh my God. <laughs> you did it. I don't know. I'm looking at the original article here, and I'm trying to how. Look, there's a picture of the warehouse. Party, I guess. Oh, that's the party? I wonder if that's the same party PZ was talking about. Because he tells us, it's like, okay, he tells us a story. I'm going to let him tell the story, but it was crazy. Because a guy throwing the parties, people can like... Like, we didn't read this part. People that get into events... How did this happen? We didn't read this part, right? 
We said that she the billboards, but this part, the revised resolution would take effect July 1st, would remove criminal penalties for these events. Yeah, we said that. Oh, we did? Okay. Okay, but then, no, she just, she changed the subject to the hemp farmers here. But Austin was disappointed with the Connecticut hemp farmers. Yeah. And she changed it there. That's what happened. Yeah, honestly. It wasn't me. Right. Right. Okay, who is this? (laughs) What is this article from? Can I take a look here real quick? Connecticut Insider. Connecticut Insider. Who is the author? Who is the author? I want to know who the author is. I'm going to tweet her. Oh, Ken. We're going to reach out to you and be like, excuse me, how did this happen? Were you writing two articles at once and then it just became one article? (laughs) Because... Why we really interested in that first part, and then you left us hanging. Like, what happened? I was kind of confused. Yeah. Well, PZ will clear it up a little bit because he goes into the conversation about, I think, that first party that they mentioned. He says that the guy invited the press to one of his events. Right. And then, of course, the press blew up the fuck out of his event. Made a whole In a not a good way. No. And now they're like, these gifting parties need to stop. Right. And that's, it's coming. So it seems like it's. Started the first step to be yeah. approved, and it still needs the next step yeah. to be approved. Yeah, damn, that's crazy. Two man. different states there working towards closing like, those kind of loopholes. Listen, and this is a thing. This is what's called blowing up the spot. You don't want to do that. <laughs> you don't want. You don't want to blow up the spot. We're not going to be inviting the press to our you, first. You, you event. know, you feel me? Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's not like that. Some people trying to be like kingpin and shit <laughs> underground. Dude, that doesn't, that's not how that works because essentially you're, it's a loophole. It's not, uh, you know, uh, so please conserve oh loopholes. Speaking of kingpins, what was uh, PZ's wrestling name? That's who's going to be our guest. Oh my God, I can't. What is it? It was a I Rodney Dangerfield it. reference. It. Yeah, it was something Dangerfield. Or something Dangerfield. He will he'll we'll hear about his Yeah, you'll hear it in this wrestling in this interview now. Story. <laughs> PZ, the rapper, the wrestler, the podcast host. <laughs> yeah. Hey, the artist. The artist. You know what I mean? Productions. To be blunt productions. To be blunt podcast. Is this our intro? Are we skipping we're st- I Yeah, okay. <laughs> We weren't going to talk about the move thing in Marco Island. Oh, I don't know. And like, yeah, we don't have enough details for that. Yeah, I'm just kind of like just I know, waiting for the news to come onto our news desk. <laughs> official resource. My official resource. We hope you enjoy our <laughs> interview with Peasy. Here it is. This computer. You guys, oh, are we live? Like we're starting now? It's official now. Like, I mean, you know, yeah, it's official now. So yeah. we should all, we should show, everybody should show their shirts. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> That's what's it. up. That's what's up. <laughs> we had them. Matching. Yeah, we had them. We had them when we were going to meet with you last two. We're just like, we're ready to sport them. We're, we have been ready to sport them. And well, our, the, the it looks t- great. Thank you. And the TikTok we just shot, it will also feature these t-shirts. Yeah, we were wearing them, so. <laughs> I love it. PZ, thanks so much for hanging out with us. As a new dad, we know you're super, and as a new dad with a podcast, we know you're super busy. 
I mean, a little bit, but I've we've been looking forward to this for a little bit. And, you know, th- we were supposed to do this like, you know, two, three months ago and then uh-huh. it didn't pay out. So, like, I have been looking forward to, the, you know, the reschedule of this. And uh, I'm excited to be here with you guys. It's an honor, honestly. Yeah, man. We had so much fun on your show, too, when we were on. Um, we And then you were like, oh, I'm a new dad. And we're like, oh, shit. So how are you adapting to um to being a new dad? What can you tell us from your experience thus far, Peasy? Oh, that uh it's a lot harder to do the things that I want to do when I need to do them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Heard. Ten four buddy. The child requires a hundred percent attention now if he's awake. Like if I tr- even turn my face away and I'm not looking at him, he gets so upset. He's like uh, <laughs> like, dude, come on. You gotta be kidding me. And he'll just like let out a scream and then laugh at me. And I'm like, okay, this is how it's going to be. <laughs> how old is he now? Nine months. Nine months. Wow. Yeah. I yeah. forgot how that is. Wait till he starts eight, touching so everything. Oh my God. Yeah, that's... Become mobile and getting into already everything. There. Yeah. He's already got inspector gadget arms. This oh, kid is already got it. Can't put him down at all. It it drives me nuts. The poor kid. I'm like always getting flustered because I see him. I put him down. I'm like, hold on a second. I go to grab his bottle and I turn around and he's lunging for like a remote or like a counter or anything he could find. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Yep. I survived that time by making a baby zone. You know, you just we had like a big like sectioned off area with a little wall and all his toys in there and baby protected and foam floors so i could put him down and he could walk around and be crawl around and be mobile and me not freaking out and getting into everything right because then there's the next stage after that where they find out how to open how that to little door and then then it's like or push it you know, they start pushing it you have to the, the trick is to try to figure out how to contain the child as much as possible while See, they're I, growing i'm not even walking yet or crawling and he's still like Amazing. he's got this lunge on him dude it's it's incredible mm. i'm like i don't know where you get these talents from because he sounds like a superhero i don't know yeah i don't know i don't know either but he's something all right <laughs> but it's been a great experience you know i've never this is my first time you know being a dad and like so life is completely different now from what it was when i talked to you guys last time like it's even even crazier now yeah. i thought the newborn stage was nuts but like this is so much harder yeah <laughs> you keep leveling up it, 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 the levels right. just keep going up as yeah they i'm like oh my god this is so hard to have a th- uh almost three-year-old and five-year-old and i'm like oh my god this is so hard like I can never be alone again. I lament that. And then it's like, you know, when you finally figured it out, how to manage that, boom, here's the next stage we got to fucking deal with. Well, if you got any tips, y'all let me know. Cause well, I'm weed, we all, yeah, weed. I was you just going to say weed. weed. You already know you that. Already know the hack. You're a pot smoking <laughs> dad. It does make does my cannabis life. help. <laughs> I did not have cannabis. Like I already, you know, like it's already a mood stabilizer as it is for me because i'm you know grew up a hot-headed italian family and whatnot so like i have a temper there's no doubt about this but i haven't seen it in an over 20 years or like <laughs> since i started smoking you know like i don't that doesn't come out anymore but like man it definitely definitely helps i'll tell you that mm, but it's cause... also very hard to find a time to smoke Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I feel like you will find the time. It's funny because we had a conversation with our um with our patrons and it was like, oh, we whenever you 
get a little time or think you found a little time to squeeze a little smoke in something happens something happens the kids needier than ever and it's just like all they're like they have a little alarm that goes off and then they're like oh mom or dad mom has to get a break yeah they're gonna get a break no 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 right (laughs) it's 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 definitely an experience your wife smoke she does but she's obviously not like anywhere near like the level of pothead that i am Like, like, okay. Like when I met my wife, like she was actually selling weed. This is the, you know, when we first met each other, so it was love at first, you know, know? uh, I didn't know at the time when I met her that that's what she did, you know, that she was doing that on the side, but like, you know, like, yeah, she definitely likes it. Um, but she's not definitely as into it as I am. Like, it's definitely, I mean, you, you know, me, it's who I am. We take that shit to another level. Our spouses yeah. are probably can hang together and be like, yeah, they fucking love weed, don't they? <laughs> they look cool, but they fucking love that shit. Exactly. That's then that's what it is like, you know. So like it's cool. And like we're starting now trying to uh work on coming up with like an edible business too, right now. Nice. So like and my wife's amazing in the kitchen. So like we're putting together all kinds of treats and infused like sauces and stuff. And yes. We have like a name for her and we're going to start going like, you know, because out here we have like, you know, sessions running all the time. So like any weekend I got you here on my show, like I, I name off probably a dozen any weekend going on. So like we're trying to get out there and hit the shows and give the people maybe something different than uh, like infused like a cookie or a Rice Krispie treat. You know what I mean? Like she's trying to do like some gourmet shit. And I think it's fucking cool. Yeah, that is. Oh, is that? Sorry. Sorry. that is awesome and and edibles is is a great way to get into the industry i i myself i've said it like a million times on the show edibles don't work for me but they do for me (laughs) there's a lot of people who have that problem where they just it does not do anything for them i have a friend who can literally eat hundreds of milligrams and like unfazed yeah that's me there was one time we went to the beach, me and her, and we each ate, uh, was it 100 milligram? Yeah. 100 milligram, like, uh, cereal bar that had, you know, whatever. Yeah. And she was, and I was like, oh, I'm going to go smoke a bowl. <laughs> Where's my bowl? Let me, let me, put, let me roll a J here. <laughs> this is not happening. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I would prefer, obviously, the flower, but I do like edibles here and there. But the thing is with edibles is I like them at night because all they do is put me to sleep. That's the yeah. only benefit I get from an edible is like, I'm tired. <laughs> you know, and I don't get that. You sleep with, well. With flower, it's much different for me. Like, I, I, that's what motivates me throughout my day. That's what gives me the creative edge. That's what, you know, that's what fuels me, I feel like. But an edible is like great if I can't sleep. Like that's it for me. Yeah. But lo- other people like it's like their medicine. But blunts is like your favorite way. Well, I mean, blunts. I have so many bongs around my house; it's kind of ridiculous. Like, there's at any given moment, I probably have like a dozen of these mini bongs, like all over. The place. <laughs> you know, case, you know. Uh, there's probably some in boxes. Every now. room, there's a bong <laughs> available in arm's reach. <laughs> and it's not a bad, not a bad suggestion to have. You know, but. uh Definitely, uh, I would say glass would be my favorite. And I don't know why. It just, I like I smoke blunts and obviously joints and all that, but I just love, you know, something about a bong, a chillum, a pipe. Like it just, yeah. I, don't know. I like, I, I like agree. Glass I too. I think we've, we used to do 
She used to do, we used to do J's a lot because we would share yeah. them. But ever since COVID, we kind of each have our piece now. And yeah. And how about dabs? Do you ever dab? I got my e-rig right here. Oh, look at that. Yeah. I was just... doing fat dabs before, like, while I was waiting for you guys. Honestly, I came in. Like, <laughs> I came in like 10 minutes early and I was like, let me just, because I always have some kind of, you know, tech issue, I feel like. So I want to come in, make sure everything was good, yeah. pack my bongs and shit, you know what I mean? And then uh, <clears throat> I was just I was like, oh, fuck, I'll do a fucking dab. And then. Nice. You know, I, get I, warmed I, I, up. I died a little we bit. We call it getting, you died. We call <laughs> it getting warmed up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Are you guys getting warmed up now? <laughs> I mean, we're we're we don't we're getting really warmed do up a little bit. No, we don't. We don't. Yeah, yeah. we're kind of. I have an e ring and it broke, and I oh. just like was going back and forth with the per like the company about trying to troubleshoot it to fix it, and I just gave up after a while, and I haven't tried again. And I wish if I we had, had someone, an e ring, I probably would do it. One like a working one. You saw M on our live. She had that puffco that like changes colors. Yeah. I was like, that's really fucking cute. I this thing does a. Is it that one? Hold on. What is that? This is a um, a Doctor Dabber uh, Boost Evo, and I love this thing. And I love this because uh, you you load underneath. The, the glass so unlike the puffco or the carta even see with the the buck on that's outside, what i have the carta it's got to flow through a bunch of plastic before it gets to the glass you know yeah so you and not to mention it gets super dirty in there but i mean it's just mm-hmm. still not as pure as like this is literally it heats up it's a nice magnet piece on here and just pops on there and it and runs it goes, through the water but the one thing i do like about this is this thing has a magical button right in the back here and this magical button is like a, a carb that if you push it in it just whoosh, like the it just flows back it's like you pull the, the slide out of a bong oh nice. oh my god it, it'll destroy your lungs i mean this thing it'll kill you Popping up a lung yeah but there, it does have one cool feature i like about it and i was wondering if i could even get it to work i don't know if i can now but it does have like a led thing which is kind of cool like the puffco too but I don't know how many buttons it is, and honestly, I'm kind of stoned. Right <laughs> he's already a few dabs and bong rips in, and he's just—I'm uh... not sure if it's on, if it's off. Like I can't, I, I never. I was it. yo. We had the biggest issue trying to figure out one of those G. What oh, is it called? A G pen? What was uh, it called? G Connect. The ones that you just put into like a, a rig. Oh a, yes, yes, G-Pen the portable. Connect. Yes. Yeah, that we. For some reason, it wasn't working for us. And then we gave it to her husband and he got it to work in a second. Yeah, we were like, I was like, how many times? I was like, it says to press it three times. One too many times. I know. It was like, no, we're just like. always, if I'm in the middle of a show with this thing and and I I keep clicking it and clicking it and clicking it and clicking it and I don't have a fucking clue if it's on or if it's off. I hear you. Yeah. It's it's devastating. It should make them very much more. you know, it's just like red and green, like that's it, like done. Like you know, I think they try, but we just we, you know, even if it's red and green, if we're already stoned, maybe that's why we're like <laughs> my problems. I'm just too stoned. <laughs> I didn't think that was possible though. I, just, I, I mean, was with dabs and the instructions are like when you can't figure on whether it's on or off, that means you've had one too many. <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> that might be the case. Dabs are taken. They take you to another level, though. You know, it's like outer space. So, yeah, yeah <laughs> like space. that TikTok. Like that TikTok. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't have started with that. 
<laughs> it's okay it's okay uh we're gonna have fun um we want to talk about music man we know that you have so your podcast is it reg it's regularly or do you have times off you take time off and then you start it back up again no i actually do it every single week 52 weeks a year for the most part i mean obviously uh -huh. i gotta take my wife works the, the night shift like she works like 11 a.m to 11 30 p.m and she tries her very best to make sure every thursday's off so like there is an occasional like three or four times a year where i gotta sacrifice a thursday yeah that's hard because we take breaks just because it can be you know a little bit much and we want to we're family we got to take the take care of our family you know so i this is that's, different in that's the sense respect. So that it's alive so but it's that's just, even to me that's even harder yeah, than what we because you gotta do make because, sure you always are that yeah. time that day of the week available uh-huh and then See, your if we technical need to change shit, our recording date we can right your audience or my audience is looking for that on thursday at seven o'clock like and i feel like if i ever missed like a month or two and tried to come back it would not be the same yeah i hear you and the momentum like you and the momentum's doing great. Like everything's going really, really well yeah. right now. Like I would hate to have to take like a month off or two months off. And I probably honestly should because I do feel sometimes like I'm burnt the fuck out. Not yeah. even like, it's a lot to, uh, to keep that schedule, even though it's only one day a week. Yeah. You know, but you have to imagine. I mean, it's vacations just, or anything like that. Or anything that comes up that you're just like, bro, I don't want to do that shit somebody's today. Somebody's birthday on, the, on a Thursday, you yeah. know, like. Sorry, I can't come out. No. <laughs> you know? so I can't do it. I can't do it Thursday. You that's, know, that's, that's a reason why a friend of ours actually recently gave up their show because they had to be committed to every Wednesday. Same thing. See, consistency is so hard, but I feel like consistency at the end of the day is what's going to get you. It's what makes you succeed. Uh, you know, like, yeah. how you get successful. That's what's got me to the game so far. I mean, consistency. You know, I've been doing this. I've been being, you know, the most consistent thing I've done is be an entertainer. Literally, since like 2005, I've been nonstop. You know what I mean? I've been making, recording, and producing music for, uh, you know, it was almost a decade before I even took a break from that to switch over to pro wrestling, which I did for like six years. Wait, you were a wrestler? Absolutely, yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> what was your wrestling name? Yeah, my wrestling name was Slade Dangerfield. What? Yeah. I am so Google Slade Dangerfield. Later. He sounds like a comedian, a stand-up comic that turned into a wrestler. What, what was your backstory? The backstory, but the whole thing was how, you know, I get no respect. I was a bad guy. Nice, yeah. It's like Ronnie Dangerfield. I'd be like, <laughs> my name's Slade Dangerfield, Dangerfield, and I get no respect. And I would start the whole thing, and all my hashtags were Mr. No Respect. And I kind of just built off that whole thing. So I'd come out and start every you know, show or match or promo with that. Like that was my whole thing. And, you know, so that was the whole gimmick. And I just kind of used the Rodney Dangerfield thing. And that kind of came off as my trainer, for some reason, decided that I looked like Rodney. You, I can, I can see, see I could see, I could see that. Yeah, I, I thought that you look like him, but you have an air. There's something about you that, yeah, I could. So it had to be something Dangerfield at that rate. And that's I a cool name, though, too. Dangerfield. Yes. That's a, that could be even like a, a like a, a detective. What was your like go to move, like your your signature move? Did you have a signature move? I did have. I well, of course I did. You have to have a signature move and yeah, a finisher. Right. You know what I mean? So 
you had a whole thing. So I had a, a pump handle slam as my finisher, and my signature move was a reverse DDT. Wow. You know, so. I know nothing about wrestling. Yeah, what but... is reverse DDT? I was <laughs> like, did you know what that was? If I'm facing the guy's back, I would pull his head back so I'd wrap it in my hand so he was curled backwards and I would fall down pretty much with him like that. Oh, okay, yeah, I know that move. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. I feel so. like I, I love wrestling and I love the fact that, like, you can really get hurt if you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I, I got hurt enough times that six years was enough for me to quit. <laughs> My yeah. last match, I broke three ribs. <gasps> like, I'm good. I'm good. I had multiple knee injuries. It was just wow. Bad. Yeah, and that was only lasted six years, and I went through it. And people are always like, "It's so fake." It's you know? yeah. You could really see you can that it is a choreography, bro. It is every time you fall and you take like, a fall on a ring, like a full no fall. It's the equivalent of uh, getting in an accident at 30 miles per hour. <gasps> yeah. That's- <laughs> That's got to be hard. You know I mean? So like when you think you think it's like they think they see it like a bounce. I think it's trampoline. No, it's literally a steel frame. It's two by fours, a very small padding, like carpet padding, like a, like maybe a half inch on top of the wood planks and then the canvas on, over it. And they wrap it, you know, so it all, it's all holds tight. And that's literally what you're falling on. Goodness. Yeah, that's you know, wild. It's, it's nuts. But but I, you know, I always wanted to do it. They had a school open up 25 minutes for me. And oh, there was to- a school for it? Yeah, you, to, well, you have to be trained. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. right. True, true. You know, otherwise you or the person you're in the ring with will get hurt, you know? So you have to learn how to do everything the right way, how to fall the right way. How to- yeah, and then you'd have to rehearse. Would you have to rehearse with the person you were supposed to wrestle with, like, before the rehearse. That's the whole thing. And you'd be surprised. Like the old school veteran. So if you're in the ring with a guy who's been doing this for like 20 years, you actually are, you don't even like rehearse nothing. Like they'll tell you, we'll call it in the ring and you'll go out there and you'll start the match with like a lockup, you know, and then they'll say, you know, uh, you know, headlock and, you know, and, and you literally will call or they'll walk. Like somebody will talk to you. You're always talking with your opponent. You don't see that happening, but you're constantly talking to the oh. opponent the referee so you're like, oh, get, you know, throw a couple shots at me as I'm trying to pick you up, and you know, and it'll oh, hit me a couple of times and I'll smash it back down and I'll go to the crowd. I'm like, yeah, that's how it's done, you know. And then, it's like you, you guys know, are directing like, it live. Yes, yes. It's but moment. That's an old school thing that people do. Nowadays, like you'll at least go out and say, hey, we're going to do this, 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 this. And then like you go out there. So you literally have like two hours, three hours in the locker room before the show starts to maybe if you're going to go over it, plan out certain things, but I mean, mm-hmm. you can't go out there and like rehearse. Yeah. Like, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? Like you literally have to, that's the thing is you have to have a good fucking memory. Yeah. Because if yeah. you're out there and you're supposed to do a, a string of six moves and you forget like what the fuck the fifth move was. Yeah. It all goes to shit. All of it. Yeah, for sure. So, it's like it's a lot of pressure. <laughs> it's a lot of improv improv but like knowing how to fall or take you know whatever they're physical improv physical <laughs> yes uh and i know that we want to talk about music and now we're talking about pro wrestling but that i was- know because I, mean, cool. I love i've always loved wrestling about you. but That's i, so I never get opportunities to talk about it i've always wanted to be an entertainer so like, i gotta take any route i can i was in a rock band you I was in a rock band. For what three. instrument did you play or did you sing? Guitar, and I was lead singer. Rhythm oh. guitar, lead singer. And we were a hard rock band. What so. was the band's name? 
a torn by addiction. A torn by addiction. Yep, torn by addiction. So we we did a bunch of. I mean, I was playing live shows. They were playing us on the radio out here. Nice. It was like going really good. And I loved it. Honestly, I love being a rock star. I thought it was the coolest thing. You know, yeah, but- I feel like rock star would be the fucking coolest thing to be ever. Cause you're like mysterious, sexy, you're a rock star. Like <laughs> I just, I used to, I did stand up comedy for a while and I was like, this is not compares to being a rock star. Like, no, no, but you know, the problem with being a rock star is not the, the actual, you know, doing it. It's being in a band. That's honestly the worst. Oh, I know. Drama. My husband has been in several bands and I know for a Drama. fact that shit is hard. That's Drama. why I did stand up comedy, like, because it's just you. It's solo act like you don't need a fucking even though I love improv, but that could be either really, really good or bad, bad, terrible. So like it's never. But team, it's hard. It's hard to work in a team. It is. And that's why I ended up going back to rap because I rap. It's just it's me. Yeah. And your beats. You do your own beats, too, right? And I have full control. No, I honestly have never made a beat in my life. Uh, I tried it. It's just too much work. It's hard. Uh, it's too much work. I, I like to just I like the process of, of writing and recording. The lyrics. I do, I do mix and master I do my audio. I do audio engineering. Like I went to school for that, actually. I went to broadcast school and I learned audio engineering and a bunch of TV production stuff. But like, so I know how to edit video and whatnot. So like, uh, you know, that stuff I liked, but making my own beats wasn't really my thing. So, but I mean, still, I saved a bunch of money on studio time. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you still have full control because I still can go through a catalog and say, I want this beat, this beat, this beat. No one's going to tell me yes or no. You know, yeah. and that's that's the beauty of it. And I just when I'm given that creative freedom, that's when I'm at my best. And that's kind of and I really hate to say this, but I like my show even started out as a two person team and then it went to a three person team and then back to a two person. And now it's just me. And I feel like now, honestly, it's it's that's it's it's more of what I had envisioned originally for the show. You know what I mean? So like it's i guess yeah and you you have your ebbs and flows too with how you you know create and you just learn from different opportunities that you you know you like you have different outlets for your creativity but like at the end of the day consistency right so the idea that you first start off with is not the one that you end up with but like it's beautiful and how you get there you know I wouldn't change the journey for a thing. I'll tell you that. You know what I mean? Because my show still wouldn't be what it is today if it had not gone through, you know, the journey. We're at episode now, 118. I mean, to me, that sounds crazy. How long have you been doing the show? Like what you're doing? Two years, maybe just under two years, something like that. So uh, two and a half, I don't know, something around there. I, I don't really know, <laughs> but yeah, been, you know, it's been, a, it's been a little bit, it's been a little bit, but it's, it's going amazingly right now. And that's like an awesome thing, but I'm still at the same time in the background doing the music thing. Like I just had a big uh, meeting on uh Friday with a big producer off TikTok, and you guys, I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's has like, you know, 300,000 followers right now. Maddie beats. He does uh, like a bunch of, uh, Oh, I know. I think I've seen him a few times. I've seen him and he's been he, he on- ha- he's on his thing and he'll do a thing where he'd be like, Oh, add something to this. And it'll be him doing like whatever the and beat is that he makes. Beat. Yeah. 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 Yep. A lot of them. Well, a lot of them are like that though, like to get the credit. No, but on. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, he had a, he like, you know, hit me up on Instagram and he was like, uh, I, you know, I really want to set up a phone call and talk with you. And I was like, 
about what <laughs> you know like you know and it's like oh it's like dude your music's sick i i, I seen your duets I, and i went and checked out your music and i love it and now they want to you know do work with me and kind of put out a few tracks together and you know there's a lot of big things in the works right now so awesome. music has always been my life you know that's been the start of everything for me yeah music, i think music is so important too man i feel like music really changes your mood and when you're feeling i feel like when you're feeling shitty music can really really turn it around for you my parents were very much into music my dad was actually in a band too when he was younger and um my dad's like off the boat from sicily so uh he moved here when he was 18 and you know he was in like a band and they were doing like italian wedding music you know <laughs> but like he was always an entertainer my mom always loved music and like i grew up around a lot a lot of different kind of, mu- of music growing up but everything was all about rhythm and groove and i was always into that whole thing and you know it's just uh i don't know i just like i said the whole journey has been nuts it's just been yeah crazy. and it's not over man it's like you it's look at all the stuff that's happening too and it's 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 hard to put an expectation but i feel like one of the best things that we've done is like said you know no expectations we're gonna do this because we like doing it and we're gonna have fun with it and it's and it's it's like an evolution like you never you never stop evolving no if you do though stop evolving that's where you're gonna yeah that's when you that's where, that's where it's over though you have you to evolve yeah you have to that's why everything changes like you just think about it i mean if we all kept everything the way it was when it first came out the first iphone the first microwave the, the first fucking tv the first a light bulb like oh if we just kept everything that way and never evolved like what the fuck would like what would that be at that I point? know for real it would be boring Stoner thought right there <laughs> evolution's a necessity if you're not doing it then you're kind of you're you're not gonna make it especially in a in the entertainment world you guys know oh, but that's yeah and that's and even anything even like look at like just companies even big bang over sears jc penny like they're irrelevant right now. Like, I just always feel like you have to reinvent yourself constantly. Sears, right? Who's shopping at Sears? When was the last time you even heard that? Did they all close? Are they close? I think so. Kmart, too, is is falling off the face of the earth. Kmart, they just closed the Kmart near me. They just closed one by me. One turned into a city furniture, so it's like... And this is it. And, you know, it's that same reason, though, that they were doing the same exact shit. They were, you know, the, the equation never changed. It was Even as a musician, out. you hear some of these people evolve. You they have to like you can't just sound the same. Of course, there are going to be elements of you that are never going to change. And that's why they love you as an artist. But like you keep evolving, you change, All you great adapt. Bands evolve and change yeah. their sound. Every album. What kind of bands have been around for? How long? You got bands like uh, Metallica, who's been out for, you know, Radiohead, Radio, I feel I like is always Radiohead. on the cusp of like Every genius, album everything, you know, vibe. all those bands that have been around for decades, at least two decades have gone through changes to the point where, you know, the original fans are always calling the new music sell. Oh, they sold out. They're doing this kind of stuff like but music has to change. The artist has to change. If they're still doing the same type of music they were doing in the eighties, yeah. the, the kids today would get, they wouldn't want to hear that. Right. They don't, they're not into that. Like ACDC would never survive today. Like that kind of stuff. Like it doesn't, there's a, there's a period for that, but it, it's kind of, it's got to evolve. 
You have to come right, right back, back to that. Sure. What's your favorite thing to do out there in Connecticut? Is there like a good? Why do you have to say it like that? Like, cause I'm trying to think. Like, I'm. It's probably very naturey, right? It's like a lot of you have forests and. It's a lot of. It's it's very naturey. It's a good way to put it. (laughs) I know that's nice though. We don't have here the naturey is like the the park and the Everglades. Yeah, the beach and the Everglades. Up here is interesting because you can get all four seasons in one day. Oh yeah. But you'll wake up as cold as brick. It's winter. By ten o'clock, it feels like spring. By two o'clock, it's summer. By five o'clock, it starts getting cold again. You back to the fall, and then it's back to the winter again. Past eight, this, this, you can get it all in one day here. But it's it's nice. But well, I don't know. My favorite thing to do out here. I don't know. We go like there's a bunch of breweries, so we go like we like going to see the breweries out there. Um, uh, kayaking super fun out here. Uh, we into oh, like that kind of thing. That's cool. Yep, kayaking super cool. There's a lot of cool spots to go kayaking out here, paddle boarding, anything like that. Um, otherwise, I mean, it's I wish I could paddle board. Is that the one where you stand up and you try to? <laughs> you can actually stand or sit or kneel or do it however you want it. But yeah, yep, yeah. They do that a lot here too. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm not very graceful at anything. <laughs> Like at all, like I'm like walking. I surprisingly can do, but like other than that, like I'm very clumsy. But yeah, I'm funny. So that's all that. I got going for me is that. <laughs> that's literally all I have to offer. <laughs> you know what? We'll take it, peasy. You mentioned that you guys go to a lot of like events, right? Like you said, shows like cannabis events and stuff. You guys have a lot of those out there. Excuse me. Yes, we actually have. Um, I think has some of the since, best out there. Since it went legal back in June, a lot more popped up. I mean, a lot of that. I we bet. have a lot of controversy right now in the state too with that. But um, do tell. Oh, I will. I want to get to that. But yeah, we do have a lot of them. Like I said, they've been popping up left and right now, um, and they're awesome events. You walk in, it's like going to a craft fair. Like you just walk in. There's a bunch of tables, and you can go get edibles. There's giant jars of weed out. You can walk up and smell and pick up the buds, and you know, it's just like, and it's it's a great time. It's a great time. Um, and the only reason these things have been popping up is because when it went legal, Connecticut decided that we were going to allow gifting, right? Which is, you know, like, you know how, like, you know, your friend brews a beer and you're, or you're drunk and you want a cigarette from your buddy. Like, that, like that's, that would be considered gifting, right? So they allowed gifting in Connecticut. And that's how these events would start popping up because you would go there. And they would say, you know, you're not buying, you're making a donation, you're getting a gift, you know, and that's the workaround for these events. Well, one schmuck decided that he was untouchable and he was running these giant events down in like the second biggest city in Connecticut and decided to invite the fucking news there. Okay, and and he thought this would be a great idea to show what great things we're doing with cannabis here in this new free world, motherfucker. It's not free, first off. Like you know, this the, it, was, it was a loophole that we have taken advantage of. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, and everyone knew it, and everyone just kept it low key. But this one jabroni who decided that he wanted to get the news in because he was, you know, probably making. Five, you know, twenty thousand dollars a weekend, you know, running these events for all I know. I mean, the amount of people he had and the amount of vendor tables they would charge, like 
there's no way he wasn't pulling like 10k at least you know on a weekend so the dude was big balling and and he was and he and he got he lost his humbleness and he got carried away and he thought he was the messiah and he got greedy he wanted more he wanted more yeah. so he's like, well, let's bring the news so the whole world comes yeah yes and then after that the news are the news story that came out that night was not the greatest you know it wasn't bad but it wasn't the greatest and then it painted happened? it in a negative light they painted it in like a they don't know what to think of it like pretty much like the town says this but the state says this and you know there was no clear side to it and then this jabroni's on there saying i love paying taxes to the camera like are you fucking kidding me bro like are you kidding me i love paying taxes like literally what he said and that was a, that was a clip that kept playing too of this guy and i was like oh my god <laughs> so now now there's a, an event, a bill, I mean, not an event, a bill that's going through in July where they're trying to take away the gift of cannabis. And on top of that, implement a one-year maximum sentence with a $10,000 fine. What? And this motherfucker's got the nerve <laughs> to be online telling people to go to the Capitol and protest the bill that he's responsible for. He Go ahead. Was, Tell me where it makes sense. Yeah. That guy was giving that guy was had overachiever energy. He thought this was a great idea because he was writing his cloud of, you know. And it backfired. Yeah, what the fuck? And now so many vendors who are making that living for their families, you know, who yeah. and all of the patients who can't go to the dispensary or don't have the money, the $300 to go get a card, you know what I mean? Uh, every year you got to pay to renew on top of that. Like this, you know, these events are the only way that they can get the access to the medicine. And I'm not against the events, but I do think that the, the ludicrous, the, uh, lud I don't even know the word I'm looking for, but just absurdity, I think, of this guy telling people the to go. Audacity. Yeah. The, yeah. The I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Ludicrous. Also very good. Southern rapper as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I got off track and I've like sworn a bunch and I'm sorry you probably might need a bleep button for me. I don't know. No. Oh, we we allow cursing on our yeah, show. Yeah. Oh, good. But oh my god, like yeah. Yeah, like well, it's so frustrating to think of. Now they're gonna go Tuesday. Then they, these people hit me up, they want to go up there and give out free joints in front of the Capitol. I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck is that gonna like, I know how they're gonna make it better? But what what is it? So they're well. <laughs> But what is the the bill that they're writing? Does it how then how would it how would it be able to then how would it work? It's 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 recreationally legal out there. Yeah, but we don't even have like stores yet and, and whatnot. Like I haven't even done that part. But yet. if but it was medical before it was uh, recreational. Yeah. Yep. So but they're their stores, so you can get from the stores that have already been set up as a dispensary. Yes. They're not doing recreational sales yet. No. They're only doing medical sales. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the point where they actually started doing sales Correct. at all. So, so you like, still need your medical card in order to get cannabis. They just started doing the licensing portion of people like trying to apply to get licenses. For the record, okay. For like all the different aspects, whether it's food, whether it's uh, a, like a, a smoke shop, whether it's, you know, um, a dispensary, a grower, there's all these different licenses and permits, you know what I mean? So they started allowing them probably not even a month ago so like we're not even at that point yet it's probably going to be another four months before we see any kind of 
sales, if not more, honestly. Yeah, but then they're going to have to write all the loopholes that these people are going to have to jump through in order to get a product on the shelf, too. I just It's ridiculous. Listen, right now, here's the problem with Connecticut is that here's two things to know. One, all the um, dispensaries, especially the ones that were once local, have now already been bought out by big corporate companies, Cure Leaf, shit like that. Like Mad Men. So everyone in the States in a big uh, like upheaval, like corporate, you know, weeds taking over. They then uh, increase the allowed amount of mold, right? And so like they, they can test for it, yeah. so the, for the cannabis to be allowed on the shelf. But they increase the amount allowed. That just happened too. So like all these things, they, like the, the medical program is not patient friendly whatsoever. All right. Disgusting. You know. there be no it usually gets it, but that's the thing too. That's when the big wigs get their greedy little hands on that shit and the power to make things move. Yeah, there's a couple bills down here. There's a bill down here that's being backed by a dispensary that we know is not the bill to sign because or not the petition to go for because they're still putting a cap on the amount of plants you can grow. Like just why? Why do we got to keep tabs? Why do we got to what do we get? Why do we got to get record keeping into this? What are you guys at now? We're only medicinal and you're only allowed to have no grow home grow allowed at all. Yeah. And it's vertical integration. So whoever, whatever company jumps in has to get a license. Only big corporations can survive here because with vertical integration, you have to do everything. Yeah, I saw you had, a, you had a true leave shirt on. They're huge. They're huge here. We, we were looking at the numbers of what, what's been sold because we're getting our notes together for our show. And they sell in the 30s of thousands, 37,000 per week ounces. ounces. That's just the flower we're looking at. Right. And the next, the next, just flower, just flower just in flower. one week, a little, like between 37 to 40,000 ounces a week. And then the next, the next tier, the next person, the runner up is like Cure Leaf, and theirs is only like six thousand ounces a week. Six thousand ounces a week. Cure Leaf, six thousand ounces a week. True Leaf, thirty-seven thousand a week. And then one of the one of the dispensaries that we had on our show, which is like mom and pop. Yeah, they're oh. family owned. They're they've been doing agriculture in Florida for like decades. And they they managed to get a license. Very small. We're talking about if they're lucky, a hundred ounces in a week. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I did not expect those numbers to be where they're at. Yeah, it's wild, but it also goes to show you that those big companies they have a head start, and then they fuck over the little guy. It's like it's just you know. That's half the problem. They're fucking. That's the same thing happening here. They're yeah. really screwing over all the little guys, making it impossible to survive. Now they want to take away this stupid gifting law, which is ridiculous. Oh, what they're they're filing the bill that's that's getting rid of gifting. Yes, in but they July. have to vote on it. Yes, so they did so, a public so, hearing last week. So we need to tell everybody in Connecticut, unfortunately, because this guy fucked it up for everybody. It happened. I'm telling you. We've been but we it. still have to call them now to tell them to not do that. But they're meeting next week. This episode's not going to air by then. <laughs> <laughs> Your interview's not going to make it by next week. Oh, uh, well. We already have. <laughs> Well, whoever who, uh, we uh, who, hope by now it's maybe it, we it's should like, move this interview good. up. We should maybe we should move this interview up to Wednesday. When are they going to go put? When are they going to try to sign that no. bill? Yeah, oh, not till July. Okay, but they're going to vote on it 
in in one like in the Senate or the House? Oh, I have no clue when the vote is actually happening. They just did the the um, the public hearing with the testimonies from the public like last week. So I don't know how much you know longer it's going to be before they even go into voting and whatnot. But right now they just had the first set of a uh, public testimony. They just released a bill like a week before that. So like it just this all just happened yeah. within oh two weeks. God, this is awful. We got to fix this. Yes, it literally was two weeks ago to start it, and now the whole state's in an upheaval. And there's so many events, like I said, and there's all these patients and all these vendors and all these people who are using these events to survive uh, one way or another are no longer going to have that option if they take it away. But it's just so silly. How how come? How if you're gonna if you're gonna legalize something, you, you make it. You can't just make it legal. You have to make it legal. Like it's gotta be just like beer. It's gotta be just like cigarettes. It should be sold, taxed, and regulated the same way. That's it. There should not be these creatures. You know, yeah, there should not be this anymore. Like there's no way that that I should be able to get a gift of anything from somebody and get and, and get a year in jail. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. They're just how have I not seen this story when I've been looking for stories? The, You've been the, just- the, the, the bill is HB 5329. Okay. If you look up Connecticut bills, HB 5329 is the bill. Um, and it's it talks all about it. And they're they're really ramping up these, you know, uh, consequences too. I mean, this, this, the $10,000 fine. Can you imagine getting caught gifting like a, like an eighth and then having to spend a year in jail for that? Like That's, that's just ridiculous. We should be expunging records for yes. cannabis and not finding new ways to freaking arrest people for it. It's like that Paul Abdul song, you know? I take two, two steps, steps forward, forward, two steps back. <laughs> you know? What it feels like, though. <laughs> it's relatable right now. <laughs> Listen, I have been waiting for my Paula Abdul moment, okay? <laughs> like, I am... I'm glad I was here for it. Thank you. I gla- I'm glad you were the one who experienced that. <laughs> and I'm glad you... That was perfect. Good job, see? <laughs> it's like we both... I knew where you were it's going like, It's like we both have been doing a podcast for over two years <laughs> or something. You know, so PZ is also a producer now, too. Like, you're the I, producer of all kinds of stuff, not just well, music. You produce yeah. production. I started my own company. Company in November to be blunt productions. It's an actual LLC right now. So I'm officially congratulations. Yeah. And I want to do exactly that. I want to, it's kind of going to be like a big production. So I want to be able to have my page say, have a little bit of something for everybody. So we're kind of producing all these new like segments and all these new things we're going to be doing. And, you know, I'm just trying to keep busy, I guess, and keep the dream alive. Plus, you know, consistency. So. Yeah, and I love trying different things. You got to try. Hey, something you're probably going to play for your kid. You play Daniel Tiger. He's got a little jingle that says, you got to try new foods because it might taste good, right? And we could apply (laughs) that to um, creative things. You got to send that to me. Yeah, I don't have that, but I need that just in case. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he exactly. When they turn like. Oh, mine's the worst. When they're like two going on three, their palate starts to change a little. They, they're like, oh, I can make decisions and I will not eat that. 
Or yeah. he, mine's already started. Like I'll have a, a a buffet on his tray in front of him. You know, for dinner we'll have like some blueberries. We'll have some broccoli. You know, whatever it might be. Uh, maybe like I cut up like a meatball for him or something, and I put a bunch of stuff on the tray, and he'll literally pick stuff out of what he wants, and then take the rest and just <laughs> like does this on the tray. And oh goes, gosh! Oh, and my dogs are like, yes. <laughs> So like he like he does make those decisions already. He knows like what he'd rather have. Like he can some days he might want to eat healthy, other days he's like, no, you know what? I just kind of want the meatball. Forget the rest of the stuff. I just want mac and cheese. <laughs> you, know, like. uh, you know what? Well, you know what? I can't wait till I'm old and and in their house when they're an adult, and I'm gonna just start throwing shit on the floor. I'm just gonna throw food <laughs> on the floor. I'm gonna throw any decorations on the floor. You're not gonna I'm have to gonna do that because they're gonna have their own kids the- doing that shit <laughs> to them. <laughs> and yeah, you're just gonna be there laughing. <laughs> yeah. I know, salt to the wound. <laughs> and that was our buddy Peasy. And that was a fun, fun. That interview. was a fun. It's always fun to hang out with him. Hashtag get high rapper. <laughs> we met him over TikTok, yes. And he's been blowing up the TikToks. At To Be Blunt Podcast on all major pl- platforms. Yes. His show's live. I feel like that adds a whole nother. And he has a production company now where they're like doing other things too, other shows. So. Yeah. So awesome. Always like ha- follow him. He's really fun. Yes. And we had a great time being on his show. We yeah, had and a we great always... time having him on our show. Yes. And we like constantly go back and forth in the DMs because he really he's involved in the community and he's. He also knows the struggle's real. Yeah. Uh, so we can relate. Like, um, really, I, I, I refer to some of these people as my coworkers because I have <laughs> not, nothing else right now at the moment that I can refer to as coworkers. Colleagues. They're called my colleagues. Yeah. In the art world. The cannabis world. <laughs> the cannabis world. Hey, we love all of our friends in the cannabis world and all of our sponsors, too. Our patrons, our homies, our pals. Yeah, we've built some pretty amazing relationships. You guys are the best. Yanni. Destiny. Lauren. Jesse. Christy. April. Shelby. Denise. Peaches. Natalie. Meredith. (laughs) Terry. Angelina. Jenny. Catherine. Camilla. And. Welcome. I thought you were going to do something. I know. I was looking for another button that doesn't exist. And welcome to our we'll two add the new drums. patrons. Yes, you need we'll a drum add roll. the drums. Two new patrons, Amanda and Jessica. Yes. <laughs> you guys. And I, we are, they're going to be with us at the dinner. Yeah, I know it. Hey, you two can uh, be a patron. And you get early access to episodes, additional content, video, full and cut versions of our interviews, Zoom, smoke sessions. We have vacations. We have events. We do it all. And it's all for you guys because it's really, <laughs> we just, you know, we love bonding and connecting with you guys. Subscribe. You make this all worth it. You do. And sometimes we were like, oh, we should just burn it to the ground. Forget it. And then you guys pop up and interact with us on social media. And we're like, we can't. We got to do it for them. (laughs) Uh, But we love you guys. Subscribe, rate, review, share our content. You know it. Potsmokingmoms.com. Bye.